Bienvenido, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host Vince to bring you the best in our veteran, military spouse, and first responder community. And Vince will introduce today's guest. Epa. Yes, right, Enrique. Thank you. Happy October, everyone. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. We're here with Franklin Samuels from the Gentleman Closet, a veteran-owned small business, Hispanic entrepreneur. He has locations in Washington, D.C. and in Maryland. Franklin, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, hello. And uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you, uh, Loren and Enrique, for allowing me to be part of this great platform, uh, the Leadership Void podcast. I mean, uh, it is always great to see other veterans supporting other veterans, especially small businesses uh, like myself, um, who just, you know, just we paid our dues to, to our country. And then we will now pay our dues to our community. So um, it, it is always great. So thank you again for, for the great opportunity. Uh, it, it, it is, you know, it is a blessing. And then and, and, uh, thank you. So, I mean, basically, uh, you know, the gentleman's class that it, it's a simple concept. It's a simple concept that started. Uh, I'm going to give you a little story about, you know, before the gentleman's closet. I mean, the, the brand is under Liam Michael. Liam Michael is actually a real person. He's my son. So I do have a huge passion for men's shoes. Um, well, so while I was in the military, you know, get stationed in Europe, you know, Europeans dress a little bit different than you know, than Americans in this case. I came back to uh, came back to the state, my last duty station here in the Washington D.C. area, uh, and then you know I was having a hard time finding men's shoes. You know, European looks. I, I do have more shoes than than the average man, I believe so, <laughs> but I was having a hard time finding uh, finding men's shoes uh in the dc area so i found this great uh great small store located in u street uh gentleman became kind of my mentor uh from that point on my son was born i, I went ahead and trademarked the logo uh liam michael which, which i didn't know exactly where it's going to be 10 years later uh from that point on i started consigning shoes from the trunk of my car selling it from the trunk of my car to you know a lot of friends and family uh, do remember my first order was 120 pairs of shoes, right? A lot of shoes. Uh, I um, didn't know what to do with all the shoes. So your friends never lie. So I call, um, contact some of my friends. They came here to my house. They saw the first batch. They say, well, you got something good. They purchased a couple, but I left with, a, with an additional 100 pairs of shoes. So at that point, I uh, started reaching out to different, you know, small businesses in D.C., start consigning them. So I can get the name out, right? So in the middle of that, um, you know, call my mentor. Uh, he allowed me to put my shoe line in his store, doing very well. Uh, and from that point on, you know, uh, you know, I was kind of got tired of consigning shoes all over DC, dealing with different owners. Uh, so I found me a little, uh, little place here in Maryland. Uh, it was like an abandoned mall, to be honest with y'all. But it, but it was my own domain. It was a, a place for me that I can actually really gather all my shoes, all my ideas in one main location. And I was still serving, right? So, you know, it was kind of hard serving, you know, 7.30 to 4.30, trying to do shoes after duty hours and continue to hustle all over D.C. Uh, but, but that was the, 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 the first taste of me being, I call a, a full-blown entrepreneur because, I you know, they had to pay rent. Uh, they had to have other responsibilities as far as having a key, uh, come up with a whole location. So in the middle of all that, uh, the mall management kind of reached out to me and say, Franklin, um, the mall is getting ready to close. 
you know, and I said, oh, wow. So I said, well, what I'm going to do? I said, I, I, you know, you got to move, right? So, you know, start finding for a real location. Uh, find one like about less than a mile away from, from the main, uh, the first, the first place. And I named that first place the gentleman's closet. Uh, do remember that I opened a gentleman's closet, gentleman's closet one, which is located at 7935 Central Avenue in Capitol Heights here in Maryland. Uh, that opened in April 2028, excuse me, 2018, the same year I was retired, you know, and uh, I uh, kind of panicked because I retired in April and I opened my store in April without, without having a, a nine to five job, you know, without having an employee, right? Uh, I gonna share one um, one little thing. I almost have a panic attack uh, while I was doing everything by myself in the store. I was putting the walls up, the the closets, the carpet, all that by myself. So do remember one day, you know, I was trying to put one of those closets from IKEA. You know, you know how difficult they are to put together. And in the middle of that, I I I panic because I say, I mean, what what am I doing? Like you know, like I don't have an employee. I'm just recently retired. I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. Uh, that I'm gonna succeed. That I'm gonna fail. So, so uh, you know, Lori's. You know, I, I believe in a higher power. Uh, the higher power sent me a great individual who worked for me for about a year and a half, and I start establishing the brand. Establishing the brand into again location number one. I'm gonna go ahead and read some of my notes because I'm all about notes too. But one thing that I learned about clothes and the gentleman's closet, clothes have a power that cut across social and economic lines, right? Uh, that's one thing that I don't care if you are a millionaire or you live in the projects or you are underprivileged kid, uh, clothes really is gonna define who we are as a, as a person, as an individual. I have a huge passion for first main clothing and then now, uh, excuse me, main shoes and now full blown clothing. The gentleman's closet, it, it is a vision of Franklin of, of trying to put my vision of main fashion uh, in an urban way into having what I call my playground on well, my customers in this case allowed to come into the gentleman's closet, buy things that are different and most important, great get a outstanding customer service. Uh, our mission is, you know, we are in the business of creating happy moments and memories while providing outstanding customer service. And that's what we're all about. Hopefully I was able to explain a little bit what is the gentleman's closet. Now we have three great locations. Uh, we have, once again, the 7935 Central Avenue, Capitol Heights, Maryland. Second location is 217 North Charles, Baltimore, downtown Baltimore, um, you know, in, here in Maryland. And I just opened my third location right in the nation's capital, 1125 9th Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., right at the convention center. Uh, and then, you know, I keep moving and I keep pushing and uh, welcome to the gentleman's closet. Well, that's so good to hear. And it's nice to hear the transition story, right? Many people that are going from military to civilian get to that point of anxiety, high anxiety, because there's this transition from a regular paying job, if you will, to a you're on your own. And so I love hearing about what you've created there with the gentleman's closet. Now, as an entrepreneur, you're going to find some challenges. You're going to have some lessons learned that you would love to share with our audience but also share what you do with the community because you mentioned closed as a binder, right? So share, right. Uh, share some of that with us. Yeah. The, the good thing is I live in uh, one of the predominant African-American counties in the United States, Prince George County, um, which, you know, people look like us, minorities, uh, 
Uh, so so I, I really embedded myself into the community. I, I have a couple of state delegates that they are my customers. So while that I do not only for the state, we're also for my, for my county, for the state, what we do, we donate a proceed of our sales to the Maryland Food Bank. Uh, it is important um, uh, I live in Maryland uh, and I will, you know, it's the right thing to do to keep, to give back to the state. And then every Thanksgiving, uh, I have one of my state delegates that he do a, a turkey, turkey drive. So we, uh, we donate, last year we donate about 45 turkeys to, to the county uh, for families, um, on, on, on the privileged families, uh, so they can have a, a decent Thanksgiving. So, and then, um, about literally six months ago, uh, a school in Baltimore, uh, at risk school reached out to the gentleman's closet in Baltimore. And they asked us if we can, you know, talk to the kids. So they brought like about 15, um, middle school kids to, to the store in Baltimore and me and my staff, we'll be able to talk to the kids about entrepreneurship about being a minority, uh, discipline, what, what it takes. So, I mean, we're reaching out to the community in different ways. Uh, uh, and, you know, and I want to see other, you know, minority, you know, there's got to be a veterans or non-veterans to, to see me as a, not say sample, but to see me that we can, we, you know, we can do this all together. You know, it's all about the money, but it's all about helping the community and supporting the state that you're in. And hopefully, you know, you bring the opportunity to somebody else. No, absolutely, Franklin. As you said, you know, you paid your dues to in the military. Now you're paying your dues to the community. So I appreciate everything you're doing. And I was at that first location back in that dilapidated mall buying my pair of shoes <laughs> way back in the day. And here you have have three locations. So kudos to you. So I'd love to know a little bit more about what's on the horizon for Gentleman's Closet. Well, uh, as I know, we have a small challenge. The location in Washington, D.C. is being closed for about two weeks due to an issue with the main door. Uh, just got a text about 30 minutes ago that the party's here. Uh, we should be able to open that store, you know, early next week. Uh, uh, my, 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 for me, I mean, what I'm really looking for, uh, I want to continue to be part of the community. I uh, want to continue to grow as a, as a better boss. Or I don't really call myself a boss. I call myself a creator, right? I have a staff of nine who works for me. Um, and then, you know, uh, take it one day at a time. We, we are spending in, mm -hmm. in our own online platforms, uh, e-commerce. So my goal is to increase that by at least 25% every year. As far as sales, uh, we definitely have a, a, a huge uh, print all over the United States. We have now customers are pushing clothes online all the way from California, uh, you know, Oregon, uh, we have customers who drive from Ohio, uh, you know, to Maryland. Uh, I did have a customer. I was at that location in Baltimore. He flew from Houston, Texas, mm. you know, just flew so we can make his tuxedo for his wedding. Um, and he flew back immediately, you know. So, so my goal is to not only have a footprint within the D.C., DMV area, is to actually uh, expand that footprint to, to other states. Uh, we really would like to franchise the Gentleman's Closet. Uh, so if any, any of, of the viewers or, or listeners are, you know, kind of would like to, you know, talk to me about it, the franchise opportunity, um, yeah, I, I think it's a great model. We, we do what we call just in time. Uh, you know, you don't have to have a whole bunch of clothes in the store. I mean, we, we produce everything. Everything is under my own brand name. I'm talking about my shoes, my ties, my uh, my tuxedos, my suits, my shoes, my bags. I mean, everything. 
and then we have a, a great system, great standard operation procedures, uh, great vendors. So my goal is to expand to other states. I personally don't have the bandwidth to do that anymore. Uh, I'm already busy with three stores um, and a lot of other issues that I'm dealing with, but I'm willing to teach and share my passion and give that to other, uh, you know, anybody else, any other veteran who's thinking about opening on a store. If you're passionate about clothes, you're passionate about the community. Uh, what I like about the most about the gentleman's closet is when the customers that we actually, we do a lot of weddings, 80 85% of the weddings are special events because we carry over 500 tuxedos and we can change any, any part of the garment within 25 days. You know, you can come in, you want to change the lapel, the, 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 the regular fabric of the jacket, the pants, we can do that within 25 days. We have all the fabric in stores. Um, and so, I mean, the good thing about what I like the most about the gentleman's class is when the customers get a chance to share the pictures of the weddings, right? Uh, with, with, with me or, or, or through social media. And then I share that with my staff and I tell your work team, right? Because at the end of the day, we know that we, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scene. And believe me, a lot of things happen behind the scene to make that wedding or that tuxedo to be available to that customer for his day, you know, a day before, two days before. Um, and then when they share that picture, we're gonna be part of that. We're gonna create most likely a new family, you know, if they are newlyweds, first time, you know, uh, and they're gonna be, they're gonna be part of the community and the community is the foundation of a great country, right? So, so for me, uh, getting those pictures and we're gonna be in somebody's living room probably for 35, 40 years, that, that's the, the biggest level of satisfaction that I can get because I had done something that is just not normal. It's something that is beyond, for me, it's very special. Uh, that, that is uh, be, be able to do something that um, is gonna be in somebody's living room and we're gonna be part of the family for 35 to 40 years. You know? So there we go. Hopefully I was able to answer your question. So yeah, so any, any of the entrepreneurs, anybody of the listeners, uh, you know, gentleman's class is a great gig. Uh, I'm passionate about it. We continue to grow. And then my, my goal is to continue to increase the at least online platform e-commerce sites for at least 25%. Uh, who knows? They, they asking me if I want to open a store in another state. But I have my hands really tied with three right now. And um, every time I see my chest, because I don't have any hair here, it's, it's getting wider and wider. So, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> but I want to keep my, my stress level kind of normal yeah well true manifestation of your work when you see the pictures of your clients and you show your staff love that you know normally says five years is the stopping point of any entrepreneur so april of 18 here it is you passed that five-year point congratulations on that thank you three locations doing wonderful but again it had a lot to do with your mindset of course not being stressed having those gray hairs let's talk about experience and so on and on on top but Let's talk about leadership. What do you do, Franklin, to sharpen your skill sets that aid you to thrive in your professional life? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I believe that you have to have a balance anytime you are, uh, uh, you know, I mean, if you have a, a hustle of me, I have a, a real, you know, business with like attorney and a CPA and and a personal assistant and, and you know, and, you know, my developers. So so what I do, me personally, I, um, I go for a walk at least twice a week. I mean, I cannot run like I used to do in the military anymore because, you know, those knees are busted, right? And ankles are busted. Uh, so, so I walk at least twice a week. And then while I'm walking, I'm always uh, listening to a podcast, right? I'm listening to, uh, there's a gentleman right now. He's from South Africa that, that I listen to him a lot. 
Um, he give you a different perspective about life and business. So I, I take a time to at least listen. I'm trying to do walk at least one hour uh, per day, well, twice a week, and I'm trying to listen. His podcasts are very short, 25, 35 minutes are great. And then I read, so I always have a book um, here in the house, you know, is either about, you know, reading about great old businesses, you know, who, you know, still exist and how they are be able to sustain themselves. Um, don't really read a whole lot about trends because I believe that we set the trends, you know, I don't want to get caught up in what everybody else doing, but, but yeah, so for me it's walking at least twice a week. Uh, I'm trying to have a, a balanced diet too, as well trying to get a good night's sleep and then read and listen to podcasts. I mean, th those things and trying to stay away from negativity, right? For negative people and people who are not really going to influence you. I mean, you know, like Magic Johnson said, you know, if you had never make a million dollars in business, you know, how, how are you talking to me about a business? I mean, it's, it's different. And I experienced that. I mean, going, getting an MBA and actually doing it in real life is a total different beast, right? And there's challenges that I experience every day. Uh, I learned to be more, uh, to really appreciate grace with myself, with my staff, my customers before I used to just blow out. Uh, but there's things that, you know, as a leader, you know, I have learned that I have a staff of eight that, that they look up to me, look up to me. Um, I got a great manager. I have a gentleman who used to manage 19 men warehouses, right? And he used to be a regional manager. Now he works for me, you know? My main manager, she used to manage the main warehouse in Waldo here in Maryland. She works for me. She could be my mother. Um, so me, I, I need to, I need trying to be on control, uh, trying to what I call do a lot of team buildings, trying to motivate them. Um, you know, you know, don't get me wrong. When things are wrong, things are wrong. There's a place and time for everything. But me as a leader, I, I need to find, and you know, I was looking for other tools that how can I be better. Um, uh, especially with people, you know, that's, that's the hardest thing to do, manage people, right? Uh, you can have a business thriving and you're making a lot of money, but the issue is always going to be people. You know, people is the number one thing that I tell a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, soon to be, or who want to open a business. What is the hardest thing to do is it's not running the businesses, managing the people who run in your business. That's, that's the most difficult thing that you're going to be able to, that you're going to experience because everybody have different personalities um and yeah so there we go great points as to keeping yourself sharp because it really does start with you you have to have those elements in place to keep yourself right in order to be able to lead others and talking about leading others when you was in the military you were led and you had the opportunity to lead so right. what advice did you receive that you would like to pass on to an emerging leader today literally uh, i have about four the first one is believe in yourself, right? If, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody is going to believe in you, right? You cannot lead people if you cannot really see yourself as a leader, right? Uh, you definitely got to be able to believe in yourself and believe what you're doing is right. right? There's going to be some tough time. There has been some time that I'm being questioned myself about it. I want to continue to do this, right? Um, so you definitely have to believe, believe in yourself. Find something that you are passionate about. You know, find if you're in business to make money, you are not going to succeed. If you're in business to to help the community, or I'm going to get into another point, or in this case, find a find a passion, find something that you're passionate about. 
if you're passionate about something, everything will come your way. Money will come your way. Great people want to collaborate with you. Great people want to work with you. I mean, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of those four to five hundreds. I mean, we're talking about the top three, right? Elon Musk, you know, uh, uh, Martin Zuckerberg, right? And, you know, I mean, and, and Cook, right? Uh, talking about Apple. I mean, you know, the, the great companies everybody want to work for, right? But look at the leaders, right? They are passionate about this. Look at Elon Musk. I mean, I don't know how did he do it, right? He, this man, how many, he's only 24 hours in a day. He always doing something. He doesn't really need the money, but he's passionate about what he's doing, you know? And, and then when you're passionate about what you're doing, other people will see that on you. And they're willing to go all in for you, you know? Another thing to take small steps, right? Take small steps uh, to build your craft. You need to know what you're doing, right? You need to really educate yourself and everything about being an entrepreneur, right? Don't delegate and don't pay for everything. You know, if you don't know how to do your, your, your quarterly uh, state taxes, as far as your sales and use taxes, pay back into the county or to the state, you need to learn how to do that, you know? Uh, if you don't know how to do a little bit of web, web developing, you need to learn how to do that, right? Uh, you need to learn how to do social media marketing. You need to learn how to do marketing, right? You need to be able to learn how to sell. Because what happened, if, if you delegate all that, if you don't really know those basic things as an entrepreneur, somebody's going to come over to your company, he or she's going to take over, or they're going to overcharge you about something, or they're going to tell you something that you don't know. And, and you will not know. So you need to really take small steps to learn your craft, every aspect of your craft, because that way, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in crew example, nobody can really fool you, right? You, you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing, you have done it before. And some people are gonna test you in the market. Some people are gonna really know, you know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, they're gonna take advantage of you. And the last one, um, business about solving problems, right? That's what it's all about. We are here consumers, it's about solving problems, right? Um, customers are willing to pay to have someone to solve their problems or issue, right? Uh, if you are not so, if you're not solving real problems, um, and people are willing to pay for you, you're not going to stay in business long, right? We, I mean, I tell people the main thing that if you're going to get in business, find something that you're going to solve a problem. That we are here to do problem solving, right? My, I found my niche, you know, I'm, I'm into the special events. Uh, especially weddings and we do very elaborate tuxedos and suits and shoes. That's my niche, right? We're solving that issue to the consumer, right? Where can I find a tuxedo that I need to have the tuxedo to be a purple, right? I need the lapel to be black. I need it to be all like this, right? Those are, those are niche that you need to find. What is going to be my niche? Don't copy somebody else's niche because then what happened? You just fall into somebody's bandwagon. Find and solve a problem of a society, of a community, that you say, huh, there's a niche for this, right? Let me go ahead and open a business on this and that, um, and then um, you will be successful. I found mine, will continue to sharpen my skills on my niche, but I'm here to solve problems for my community, I'm solve, solve problems for my customers. And then, then at the end of the day is when they leave the store and they're happy and they show me that picture, uh, you know, and that's like, wow, you know, the, the, there we go. That, that was the reason we're here, we solved that problem. So those are four, right? Believe in yourself, find something you're passionate about, uh, take small steps, and then uh, find a business uh, that you're going to be able to solve a problem. Yeah, absolutely, Franklin. Those are great tips and advice that you 
learned through your entrepreneurship and your military career that can be applicable in so many different facets. So we appreciate that. And hopefully emerging leaders will get some some great advice from that. Now, let's go now to a memorable leadership aha moment that you have had and experience that you would like to share with our audience today. COVID really pivoted the business to be where we really at today. Um, everybody shut down during COVID. You all remember that. I was trying to you know, pay my rent, right? But, but before COVID, I was more into just selling regular suits, right? Regular suits, you know, not, nothing special. But then um, during that year, uh, 2020, 19 to 20, uh, you know, I started kind of making tuxedos for the prom season and something spiked a little. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, wow, I'm not selling as many suits, but I'm selling a lot more tuxedos. Right. So that changed uh, the whole uh, mission of the gentleman's closet. That was the aha moment to say, oh man, this is my niche. You know, my niche is not just selling regular suits. My niche is actually servicing the community who's looking for these type of things. Right. So from that moment on, I really transformed the business into say, this is who we are, right? And that was the aha moment for me. That was the moment that the business went from kind of going flat to actually spiking, right? Uh, that for me kind of really changed the directory of the business along with, um, uh, you know, one of my oldest employees right now, Mr. Err, which I, I, you know, kind of a mentor, he reached out to me. Uh, he's the gentleman who managed uh, 19 men warehouse who retire, and he reached out to me, you know, during COVID with a resume, and I said, like, "Dude, I cannot pay you two hundred fifty thousand dollars, man. Like, what are you talking about? You manage 19 stores, like you out of your mind, like." And he's like, "No, frankly, like I I'll retire, but I want to continue to stay in fashion. I just want to do this for a couple of days." And man, he's been so fundamental into my growing as a business owner, especially in the fashion industry, because he, he, I have learned so much from him um, about fashion and clothing and customer service and how to talk to customers and what to look for in a good tuxedo, what is a crappy tuxedo, learn about the craft. So that for me, COVID really defined uh, the aha moment for the gentleman's class. And that was a definite uh, challenge and change for the world. It looks like you assimilated to that challenge and and made it something positive. So what are certain strategies that you use with yourself and team when these moments of change and challenge come? Some of the strategies, you know, you need to know what your customers are looking for, right? That's strategy number one. We did a, a huge uh, kind of uh, in-store meeting talking about, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be our target audience, right? How are we going to promote that? Another strategy is, okay, we need to show real people wearing our real clothes, meaning we want those customers who are purchasing from the gentleman's closet. I want their pictures and I want to let the world know that this is a real store making real stuff uh, because social media, you know, believe me or not, people want, they want to be seen, right? Everybody want to be seen and, you know, hey, look at where I am. And, and there's, there's not a better marketing than when you allow your customers to be your best influencers. So that's the strategy number two that I think that really defined you know, people want to do business with the gentleman's class because everybody want to listen. You're spending forty, fifty thousand on a wedding, right? You want everybody to see you, right? 
Um, and, you know, rather than hire a model, right? I say, you know, who are going to use? What, what's going to be my business strategy for me to continue to grow? And I say, let me use my customers. They're my influencers. They, they will love to see themselves in our social media pages that we have like 193,000 followers, right? Um, and, and we want to give them credit. So that, that strategy really worked and really helped us a lot to continue to grow. No, absolutely. Great strategies, Franklin. We appreciate that. And you mentioned early on the strategies for yourself as far as, you know, the walks and the podcast. So those are definitely great. And hopefully the Leisha Boy will be on that podcast list soon. But, you know, folks listening in and heard about where the locations are of your three stores, how do they contact you or the Gentleman's Closet itself? Yeah, yeah. So Gentleman's Closet, uh, location number one, or I'm going to just go to all three, 7935 Central Avenue, Capitol Heights. Um, Maryland, the phone number uh, to our location is 301-433-8478. Gentleman's Closet, Baltimore, located at 217 North Charles Street, downtown Baltimore. Beautiful location. Wow. Amazing. Brick. I mean, it's like, wow. You know, phone number over there is 443-388-8474. Again, 443-388-8474. Gentleman's Closet, Washington, D.C., located 1125 9th Street, Washington, D.C., right at the convention center. Wow, now the beautiful kiosk for uh, the nation's capital. Phone number over there is 202-450-1834. You can always, we always open on, uh, online at uh, www.thegentsclosetweb.com. Again, it's thegentsclosetweb.com. T-H-E-G-E-N-T-S-C-L-O-S-E-T-W-E-B.com. Uh, that's the store, uh, you know, online platform. Uh, the shoe online platform is www.leonmichaelshoes.com. L-I-A-M-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S-H-O-E-S.com. Those are the two great platforms. You can, um, in, if you go into the website, the gentsclosetweb.com, every store have their own inbox too as well. Uh, the one in the 7935 is comments at the gentsclosetweb.com. The one in Baltimore is the TGC Baltimore at the gentsclosetweb.com. The one in Washington, D.C. is TGC Washington, D.C. at the gentsclosetweb.com. And hey, folks, we're going to have all of that information as part of the show notes and our videos so that you can get a hold of those resources. Franklin has been a great uh, time to speaking with you and folks, if you want to get a hold of us at the leadership void podcast, the leadership void at gmail.com is where you'll send that correspondence. If you would like to see a featured guest or a topic covered in the leadership realm, we would love to hear about it. Absolutely. Also, I would like to let you know that we're just honored to have our sponsors as Triple Nickel, VEI, and Favot sponsoring the Leadership Void all year out. Kudos to you, everything they do. And uh, we want to say, Franklin, happy Hispanic Heritage Month, Gentleman Closet, much success, and enjoy the future endeavors.